0: quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com.
1: And the biggest benefit of all was being able to have a work optional lifestyle to not have the stress and the drag over living paycheck to paycheck or worrying about the bills on a monthly basis. Welcome to the best ever show the world's longest running daily commercial real estate podcast. Our hosts interview commercial real estate experts every day to get you the best advice ever with none of the fluffy stuff. Welcome back, best ever listeners, to another episode of Passive Investor Tips. I'm your host, Travis Watts. In today's episode, what we're talking about is retirement, not being an age, but rather being a number. Disclaimers, as always, never financial advice, not going to tell you or anyone what to do with your money, so please always seek licensed financial advice. With that top of mind, I had an epiphany years and years ago. I was in my early 20s, and I remember questioning for the first time the whole financial traditional norms, so to speak, right? The fact that we get an education, then we get a job, then we turn our money over to Wall Street. We put our money in these accounts that we can't touch till we're 59 and a half, at least not without being penalized. But then why retire at 59 and a half because Social Security doesn't kick in till age 62? And then why retire at 62? Because the longer you wait to take Social Security, the more money you might get. So why not just wait till 65? Why not wait till 70? Why not just never retire? So I remember thinking to myself, does it really have to be this way? Is this the only path? And then it hit me. Retirement is not an age. It's a number. In other words, if I could replicate the financial structure of the averaged 65-year-old retiree, then why couldn't I retire at any age? Now, I had the unforeseen, unexpected advantage of being able to get into real estate pretty early on. I was 20 years old, it was 2009, and it taught me something that almost nobody else my age was aware of. And that was the power of passive income, income that you don't have to trade your time for, income that's tax advantaged, at least in the case of real estate, and money that I can access now, not decades from now. But why was nobody talking about passive income? It seemed like all the marketing and advertisements and media that I saw was all about investing as buy low, sell high right, buy a stock, hold on to it long term, hopefully it goes up in value, you make a profit, max out your 401k, max out your IRAs, and hopefully when you retire one day, that's enough for you, or fix and flip a house and make a quick profit. But why not an emphasis on income that can sustain you for a lifetime, or at least be used today to elevate your lifestyle in real time? So my study began, and I began looking at retirement data. And if we use some more recent examples in today's times, that would include things like the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances, which found that the average 65 year old retiree in America has about 426,000 set aside for retirement. Okay, so I need at least that much set aside for retirement. Or the average Social Security payment in 2022 being roughly $2,500 for the average 65-year-old. Okay, so I'll need to create some passive income, at least $2,500 a month worth, if not more, since I won't be eligible for Social Security in my 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. Or the fact that one in three homeowners at age 65 in America are still paying off a mortgage. That, according to Susie Orman, Oh, Susie. <laughs> so I thought, well, based off that, I want to be part of the majority. I want to be part of that two-thirds that has a paid-off home. Put that on my list. And then there's health care. Since I'm not going to qualify, more than likely, for Medicare or Medicaid in my 20s, 30s, 40s, or 50s, I'm going to have to get private coverage. So I ran a recent analysis for purposes of this podcast, and I found out for a family of three, like I have, it's about 1500 per month. All right, put it on my plate. That's a little more passive income that I need. So the bottom line is I made a decision early on to structure my financial situation to be that of an average 65-year-old retiree in America. I know that's a little bit weird, but this is the power of reverse engineering your goals. You wanna start with the end in mind regardless of what your goal is. Now, I'll share with you the steps that I took to accomplish these, but I just wanna tell you that this is me being very vulnerable. This is very uncomfortable for me, quite frankly, to share this information when I haven't even shared this information with my own family, aside from my spouse. But my way of thinking is if I can help change one person's life through any of these episodes, it's been a worthwhile venture. That's how I treat this entire
0: podcast. We'll get back to the show. with a first, some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Deciding how to invest your capital is more challenging than ever. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company with a solid track record and that has thrived through various economic cycles. Companies like BAM Capital. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator that has delivered a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. BAM Capital has never missed a preferred payment Never lost an LP's investment and never called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital is currently raising capital for a fund designed for accredited investors, targeting a 15 to 20% IRR and a 2 to 2.5x equity multiple to its investors over a 3 to 5 year hold period. If you are an accredited investor and you want to learn more about multifamily investment opportunities with BAM Capital, visit capital.thebamcompanies.com. Again, that's capital. Dot the Bam Companies.com. Are you a real estate investor struggling to streamline your property management? Are you tired of juggling multiple systems to effectively manage your portfolio? Meet Rentec Direct, your ultimate solution for automating management tasks, reducing errors, and most importantly, saving you time. Rentec Direct offers an all in one platform for accounting, marketing, tenant screening, rent collection, and much more. And the best part? You're never alone. With US-based live support and award-winning customer service, Rentec Direct is the partner you need to streamline your property management so you can focus on what's most important, growing your business and getting more deals done. If you're an investor looking to grow your portfolio, join the more than 15,000 investors and landlords who manage real estate assets totaling more than $200 billion using Rentec Direct. Just go to rentechdirect.com forward slash best ever and sign up for a free trial. Plans start at just $45 a month and you'll receive 20% off your first year just for being a best ever listener. That's R-E-N-T-E-C direct.com forward slash best ever for 20% off. Now, the first step was to keep my overhead low. Now I
1: was already doing this naturally because my gross earnings when I was 20 years old were about $30,000 per year and I had no investment or additional income on top of that. But like a lot of Americans, housing is one of our biggest costs. A lot of people are putting 30, 40, sometimes even 50% towards housing. So what I decided to do, and we got to remember what time frame this was, this was 2009 in the midst of a market meltdown and a real estate collapse i bought a townhome to live in now for some perspective this townhome was under a hundred thousand dollars if you're wondering how i did it on those wages it wasn't easy it was tough but i had enough saved up for a down payment from working since i was uh, about 15 years old but the kicker here is that i got a roommate and the roommate helped split the bills split the mortgage split the utilities so i was able to keep my overhead exceptionally low and that is step number one keep your overhead low. And step number two was to find a job that paid higher wages. 30000 a year just wasn't cutting it for me if I really wanted to produce results and take this seriously. So I applied to over a hundred jobs, no joke. And remembering we're in the midst of a recession right now, right, 2009, 2010 kind of time frame. It's probably closer to 150 jobs, to be honest with you. But I finally secured a job. It was a manual labor job. It was in the oil and gas industry. And it paid, if you did all the overtime and you really put in the work, it paid about a six-figure salary. So that's what I did. And that's step number two, if you want to write it down, is Find your highest and best earning potential. Now, for some of you, obviously it's different for everyone. It's gonna be what you went to school for. For other people, it's gonna be adding a side business or a side hobby on top of your existing job. And for others, it might mean a career change to something that pays higher, at least in the short run. And number three was to save and invest. And it's much easier to do if you have a lower overhead now traditional financial advice might suggest you save i don't know 10 or 15 percent of your earnings and stock it away for retirement i would argue if you want to do what we're talking about on this episode it needs to be more like 30 to 50 percent of your wages for a period of time don't freak out i don't mean forever and ever and live severely below your means till the day you die i just mean until your investments start to gain a little traction start to gain some momentum And by the way, it's very difficult to save your way to retirement. So the key here is to invest. So number three, save and most importantly, invest. Now fast forward to my late 20s and I was able to create a portfolio that was a little over a million dollars. But remember, that took almost an entire decade To get there and an awful lot of perseverance. But why a million dollars? Because I shared with you a few minutes ago that the average 65-year-old has only about $426,000 set aside for retirement savings. Well, remember, if I was going to retire early, I had to fund my own Social Security in terms of passive income, and I had to cover my own health insurance, which for me, those combined amounts were about $4,000 per month. So I needed more investments to make that happen. So how does the math work? Well, if you take a million dollars, let's just use some nice round numbers here for this example, and you exclude 400,000 for retirement savings, that leaves you with 600,000 in extra investments. Those investments were passive income producing investments. So if we attach a yield to that, we'll just call it 8% a year at that particular time, then that's $48,000 per year in passive income or $4,000 per month. So that 600 was essentially paying for the equivalent of social security and healthcare. The other 400 was simply for retirement savings. And now on to the last step, step number four, pay off your house. Well, (laughs) this was a daunting task. This seemed nearly impossible to me, but I watched some videos, I did some research, and I figured out the power of making principal-only payments on a mortgage to pay down the interest as quick as possible. And what I did is I kind of made a pause in my investing journey temporarily, and I used 100% of my savings and disposable income to make principal-only payments to pay off that mortgage. And I was able to do it in a series of years, and before my mid-30s, I had a paid-off house. But like I always say, it's simple, but not easy. So in a quick recap, I began with a low overhead, then I built an investment portfolio of a million dollars plus, Then I had to make sure that the bulk of those investments produced passive income so that I had an actual income stream that I could use for everyday costs and the equivalent of Social Security and Medicare. And last, I went to pay off my mortgage. And the biggest benefit of all was being able to have a work-optional lifestyle, to not have the stress and the drag over living paycheck to paycheck or worrying about the bills on a monthly basis. So retirement doesn't have to mean that you stop working, okay? In my case, it meant that I could pursue work that was more meaningful to me. So no more manual labor, no more dangerous jobs that I was doing, but to have impact, to be able to serve others, to be able to give back in a more meaningful way, that's what the real benefit was to doing all of this, rather than having to worry about income in the bills. So I share all of that with you to simply inspire, to tell you that I'm just an ordinary guy. I'm not a trust fund kid. I didn't come from a family of wealth, okay? I was just willing to work for a goal that I thought was worthwhile and meaningful to me. So regardless of the path that you're on, regardless of your age, the main takeaway here is that retirement can be a number. And the question is, what is your number? And are you willing to work for that goal? And ask yourself, what are the consequences if you don't? So start with your goals, take action, and to your success. You're listening to Passive Investor Tips. I'm your host, Travis Watts. I hope you found value in this episode. Please like, share, subscribe. Share these episodes with anyone else you think could find value. Appreciate you being here.